and welcome to Gamer's Table, a podcast discussion of tabletop role-playing games, war games, movies, books, and various other game-related topics. Be warned, this show contains explicit material that may not be suitable for all audiences. Hello and welcome to Gamer's Table. My name is Eric. This is Mike. This is Dan. This is Jason. This is Mark. And I'm Sean. This week we're going to talk about player versus player intrigue. I know that when you think player versus player or PvP... This is the Woodside Sucks episode. (laughs) uh, And and Greg too, I think. uh, For a different reason. We uh, tend to think about online game PvP and that's just some douchebag coming and hacking you while you're trying to mine your rock um, or fish. Me and Sean just started looking at I've done that. That's not quite what I'm talking about here. What, what we're talking about is tabletop gaming, intrigue, doing things behind other players' backs, passing notes to the game master, that kind of stuff. Abusing a position of authority that exists entirely within the game. <laughs> or that, for instance, let's throw our current campaign. Uh, we're playing a high seas campaign, and just last week we were put on a mission, and my character decided to go off script and uh, design to make the whole thing fail. I would like to also <laughs> point out it only dawned on me after the fact is you decided to do that and not 45 minutes before Mike had said how much he'd put like three weeks into this current plan of attack <laughs> and you're totally just throwing that off. <laughs> and, and I must say at first when you said that you wanted to do that I was kind of like, ah, oh, man, here he goes again. And then you're trying to convince me to do it and I was just kind of like, eh, okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's screw it up. <laughs> but I, it's not like I'm just doing it to be ornery, though. It's it, it, it it's in-game stuff. Sure. I mean, a little background on my character. My character is a he he feels entitled to everything, and the guy who was put in charge is his cousin, who he's who has always bullied him his ent- entire life. So I'm like, all right, you know what? What would somebody who feels totally entitled to everything just had the the rug removed right out from under his feet? What would he do? He would plot against that guy, right? Well, my suggestion was just to throw the guy overboard in the middle. Of the night. Yes, but that, it's see, that's over with. That's too easy. I just, I'm hurt. I'll do it. The simple way is the right way. I'll do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> so then, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about because obviously, Dan, your character would have nothing of this because right. because he's he he's hold, holding things to a higher moral standard, which is why we haven't said anything to Dan's guy. Well, no, I'm <laughs> to me, it's all about Vic's life is the ship, and that would be undermining the goal of the ship. So that's that's almost treasonous, right? You know, the the captain is the rule. He is God. Mm. Why, I want to be the captain. That could be a source of some player versus player yeah. intrigue, because I can see at least three or four people at this table who want to be captain. All vying for the captain. <laughs> I'm reminded of an old Three Stooges episode where they got a boat and they all three wanted to be captain. <laughs> well, since Dan said that, I've changed my mind. I'm not going to participate, because I know what's going to happen. Eric will succeed. He'll foil the plans of our current mission, and then, then we don't we'll get, get caught. We'll get caught, and he'll blame me. <laughs> well, somebody has to be the patsy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I am not the Patsy. <laughs> the Patsy never wants to be the Patsy. <laughs> nobody ever sets out to yeah, be the Patsy. Yeah, nobody signs up for that. Ooh, 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 backseat, middle on the hump. Nobody claims that. <laughs> as far as player versus player goes, I, I think uh, it's probably been a while since we had a lot of really good scheming and really? backstabbing type stuff going on. I want to think back to uh, the Golden Age campaign. Uh-huh. And there was a lot of that that went 
on. At least I thought there was. Lots of note passing and yeah, lots of I, secret I, stuff. I never would have guessed that Jason would reach back to birth to find... Not birth. 20 <laughs> years ago. 20 years well, ago. Well, here's the question. Um, I mean, we can we can cite examples right sure, and sure. left, but is it good role-playing to do something like that? Or, or does it undermine the group? Does it undermine the... I think, both. I, I think it, has, it, it has the potential for both. It really all depends on how the rest of the guys in the group take it. Well, right. I, I think it's unrealistic to, to always go into a campaign thinking, you know, here you got four or five guys, and they're just always going to get along. They're always going to have motivations that align with each other. But right. in doing so, we've created a lot of conflict. A, it might make Mike's job maybe harder. It might make it easier, depending on what Rowdy wants to take it. Well, the DM's perspective is... Uh, <laughs> good. He, he took that ball and rolled it. <laughs> yeah. Was he throwing An open me? campaign would be easier for intrigue because you can try to undermine the mission, or you can try to go with the mission. You could completely abandon the mission. It's an open campaign, and if you're kind of set on a linear campaign, then you can't really go off the tracks too hard. The more you try to maybe plot and scheme against each other, you almost have to be more cohesive as a team. There's no infighting because you just want to get from point A to point B. Personally, I know as I've gotten older, as I've matured as a gamer... <laughs> he was expecting a joke of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> as I've matured as a gamer, it's, it's that kind of thing doesn't bother me as much as it did years ago. Years ago, it bugged the crap out of me because I thought that the purpose of us playing as a group was for us to accomplish a goal or to help each other or you know to achieve certain ends and when brian for example wanted to conquer the map <laughs> that doesn't really necessarily fall in i know he didn't really do that i, I, th I think he had that idea in his head but yeah. that doesn't really jive with what my character wanted to do necessarily do you, you think it's better to to set out and and have an understanding you know like like we've mentioned this before my my character's motivations in the game we're playing now is pretty much setting he and vic on a collision course dan and i are cool with that and we can we can play through that and all that stuff and if one of us ends up being keelhauled it's not going to upset either one of us you know so i don't know about this size but it you know <laughs> that's different than if we were playing another game and sean wants to backstab mark that you know it's it's one of those things where if you have to not take it personally when you're playing that kind of a, a well, game like that. Now, that's different. Player versus player is, when you're talking about role-playing, that's one thing. But when you're talking about player versus player combat, that's something else entirely. That's yeah. when shit well, gets when complicated. I, I know. When I said backstab, I, I meant metaphorically, no, not, I know. not but literally. It, and it, it happens rarely, very rarely, that player will fight player. But And I think usually when it does, I don't think that's a good thing. I yeah. think that's bad. That's because of the finality of it. Right. Because yeah. you'd almost rather the two guys get up and go beat the guy of each other somewhere. Right. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a, an example where that is not the case. What if let's say back in the day, whatever you want to call it, you and Brian were both courting the same woman, and it got down to an old school duel, which I know Brian would have loved. There's there's one end to that, right? And that and that is an in game reason to do it. But well, there's also uh, uh, my point was good storytelling though. You could foreshadow a final battle by having two characters duel or fight, but not not even it could even come to blows, but not the finality of death. And like you could bookend a story with a, you know fight a fight in the beginning where it comes to blows, but not death. And then you know fight fight fight. Maybe it's broken up by the other players or by other characters. And you know it's like we're on this mission together, and we'll see it through. But one of, at the end, one of us is going to die. Yeah, I've seen those movies. You know they always end up being best buddies by the end of the movie. Tango, Tango and Cash. cash. <laughs> 
Oh, Jake, <laughs> talk about the lamest <laughs> jinx ever. <laughs> Just jinxed Tango and Cash. What are you talking about J- Tango and Cash, great movie, it's a great movie ever. Solid plot. Terry Sean, Hatcher. Sean went to the show like four times to see it. Don't let me see this. It, that's my brain leaking out my nose. <laughs> Your brain's yes. that small. The yes. first and hopefully last. Kurt Tango, Russell and Drag, no less. Tango oh, and Cash reference. Um, I don't remember that. I, Kurt Russell I and Drag. I don't remember that part. He blocked it out. It was yep. it, it I, scarred I, his childhood. Too bad, so, man. Anyway, Sad. yeah, nice legs for a dude. So you know, like like we had talked about before, when it came to uh, we brought up the subject before when it came to people fighting, you know, in fighting and things like that. You know, if the other thing way around that would be to make them brothers or something like that, where they have some other bond other uh, yes. than the mission. The soap opera plot twist. I usually try to set that up in the beginning. So you don't have to worry about that stuff. I mean, well, I, I'm not I saying that, that spring it on the fact that they're oh we're no no we're I know what you mean. Brothers. That's what I'm saying though. Usually when I make a character, I'm trying to make a connection with the other guys in the group. Other than you meet in a bar, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. You seem trustworthy, <laughs> right? Yes. Come join our group. Let me share my money with you, stranger. <laughs> right. Here, here's a magic item. So let me bring up some some games where I think. Why are you shaking your head? I'm, I'm agreeing with you. He shakes Mike. his head when he agrees. Let me bring up some <laughs> game examples where I think infighting, or at least intrigue amongst the characters, is good. First and foremost, I think, would be Shadowrun. Yeah. yeah. everybody mm-hmm. ha- In Shadowrun, everybody has their own I think agenda. it's expected. You can't yeah. trust anybody except an NPC with like a number five loyalty rating. Okay. That's the only <laughs> And even then, they might f*** you. That's very specific. <laughs> See, I have a problem with that. We because need to, I think we need to cite that in the book. Yes. Shadowrun should be a very professional, team-oriented game. I think we're just dysfunctional and have never got along playing that game. <laughs> See, if no, I, I think when we're on a run, I think we do a great job planning and executing a, a, a well-made plan. Yeah, I think that when when you come up with a Shadowrun campaign, setting it up, the, the intro is, it could be a couple people know each other, but over the arc of the story, the group becomes a cohesive unit, possibly, mm-hmm. you know, and gets to know each other. But the essence of, <laughs> the, uh, of the game is that you are professionals, number one, and number two, you're free agents. You could be pulled into another Shadowrun group at the drop of a hat. You know, one of the books I'm reading now, one of the source material books has an inlay of just like somebody's phone. Like they're, not, they don't call them phones, they call them comlink. Yeah, yeah. His, uh, his, <laughs> it's his comlink you know, screen and it has all the jobs he's being offered at that one point. And there's like six of them. This one offers lots of money, this one offers less money but less risk. This will be provided for you, come alone, bring a friend, all that. You know, and that's the kind of that a Shadowrunner would have. Right. They're not necessarily necessarily going to hang out in a group of seven guys and take a seven-man mission every time. Well, it's unrealistic, though, in a, in a game setting for us to be able for us to consider the possibility of I'm in this group today, but next week I might be playing with four other guys because yeah. that's not really going to work. Well, you, 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 end can, up, you can't run two different Shadowrun groups. No, you can't. And, right. and one way around that, which I plan on implementing in the next time we play, mm-hmm. is in between missions, I'm going to allow the players to come up with what you've been doing in the interim. Well, that's what I was going to say was... Do we get experience points for it? You, no, but you may get money. <laughs> I, I think we do a good job during runs working together. It's that in-between runs right. where we have conflict with each other. When we have idle time, plan those things and do those things. Right. Like when Greg was doing the, the emailing. <laughs> right. I think an underlying theme here that we, we keep touching on 
for all of this is in an old school style campaign beforehand when when there was less intrigue we were adhering more to the the core storyline and the more we invest time in all the peripheral things that's when you have an opportunity to develop your character into these roles because uh, staying on Shadowrun um, I I remember running a few things for the group but then would do something side and say Jason's character Ratchet you're you're, you're starting up your own garage and you're doing this and this you know all of a sudden you started getting parts to strange military stuff right and you had no clue where it was coming from. <laughs> it all turned out that Greg's character was siphoning off of the military base and right. sending it to you. But you know, it's that kind of thing that you know the little side stuff that helps build your character because you were you were paranoid about that. You also had a love interest that you were worried about and things like that. <laughs> you know, so it. You what, also adopted the family of the first man you ever shot in the face. <laughs> that's true. <too>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but all those things root that character in the world that he's in and makes it more interesting and less two-dimensional character but yeah. once you start to introduce three dimensions to your character motivations start to bump up against motivation because everybody has their own idea of what's cool right you know and right. what you want to accomplish at whatever point yeah you know, point in your life that you're at you right know? um like right now my characters have a tendency to just want to you know grab wealth because i'm poor and i right. just want money <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of like the other day when i took that box and passed out and you stole it it's true it's true right out from under my nose yeah. no, See, you should have been a better yeah. thing. it wasn't under your nose it was over your head because yeah. you were asleep See, and that's 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 really good a really good point of of player versus player intrigue you know sean you knew that that happened you're sitting at the same oh, table yeah. you saw that it happened it didn't upset you that you know he did oh, that. i would have done the same thing and that's the that's <laughs> the thing you know if you you appreciate the fact that it was done and it was done you know it was almost like oh, okay you got me this time you know but i'm gonna get you next time that's that kind of thing. Oh yeah, you know, and and if you look at it with that kind of a mentality, it's it, it makes it a lot less stressful at the table. Well, that and it's and it's like a it's a spy versus spy. It's a cat and mouse game that we use to fill the time that isn't the core story. So when doesn't it work? So I've been concocting this while you've all been talking. The only time it really doesn't work is in a setting where, for whatever reason, one of the guys in the group, the, the players, one of the players in the group, has uh, sanded his vag or whatever, and decides to be a because he's bored or right. You know that's. That's not okay. I, I, Way to I put him in the spot. In a sort of what you're talking about, there was the case where we had a player who was he was bored and was contacting me through messenger. You know, just because he he was bored, he was up late, he wanted something to do. So hey, let's just do some instant messenger gaming. You know, what my my character wants to do this. This is what I want to do, and then I would give him like, okay, well this happens. Oh, okay, well then this is what I want to do. Okay, this happened, and that snowballed into things that were happening behind the the other players backs and they felt like they were being screwed over well more importantly because they were missing out on opportunities to react to the situation yeah because right. so yeah. much how long was it, going on behind the scenes how long did it take us to figure that out um it, it didn't take very long to for the players to figure out it was going on because the person involved was uh very vocal about hey this is going on hey this is going on and then going hey i need some help you know <laughs> right. these guys are coming to kill me <laughs> that's not quite what i'm talking about i'm talking about you know someone has a bad day in like in their personal life show up to the game and then at that time whatever happens maybe they get into a little argument i've been known to argue with some of the folks from time to time <laughs> really <laughs> No, we're working through something. Here. Those bad feelings translate into a bad game experience, rather right. than just two guys who are supposed to be friends having an argument. No Aww. hugging at no. the table, please. <laughs> well, what I was going to say is, I, I seem to recall. I'm not done. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Fair enough. <laughs> 
Uh, so shut up, Mark. Because there's other things like you know, there's like the whole campaign, like the Brewsters. It was yeah. accepted. It was like the whole game game was uh, you know a group of adventurers who could barely be even be called adventurers because they were really just a bunch of people who knew each other from drinking that yeah. occasionally got into ad- adventures, and that's that's what that group was for, and that's what they did. And, you know, it was expected. Yeah, but everybody was on board. With exactly, it. everybody was on board with right. it. It's it's when you know if someone decides that uh, their character is going to be a bully and browbeat everybody into doing what they're they want to do, or you know. Start Start wailing on them, PvP. That is unacceptable. Right. right. Another thing that came up uh, in, a, in a game that uh, happened when I was running the shop was it was a really long-term campaign. It ran for, I'm going to say, the better part of three years mm-hmm. pretty consistently. And it got to the point where people were emotionally invested in their characters. So when it comes time for things like this to happen, they took it really personally. And right. then you don't see those people for a couple weeks. Yeah, they got to cool off for a while. Yeah, people, and you know, I mean, it's it's difficult. You, put, you pour a lot of yourself or some part of yourself into a character but you have to be able to separate yourself sit back and say that's that's the game for the good of the game that you know that could happen but like what mark's saying though you can have somebody who's a real and it's like okay we're playing blah 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 and jason's character is courting this npc and i hate when he does that so okay mike this is what i'm gonna do i'm going to uh hide in her closet and when she comes out i'm gonna gutter like a fish (laughs) you know just to be mean that's unacceptable well i i have what the example I was going to give, it's not so much this player was trying to be. It sounds like we've mean. all got a beef with somebody. No, 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 not at all. I think this is just this is just his style. I mean, I'll go ahead and say his name. It's Jay. Okay. Jay seems to get. Jay doesn't listen to the show anyway. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to tell him though. Good. That's fine. No, it, it, I've noticed that when we play with Jay, Jay gets bored and Jay entertains himself. And I, and I think John does that to a certain degree too. But it seems like it's more Jay's thing. Like I was specifically, I'm thinking of the Doom Grinder. His his, his uh, when we were playing that adventure, right. his purpose seemed to be to try to go ahead and bring about the end of the world. I remember right. him climbing up on the the, uh, the veins of the Doom Grinder and jumping on it, trying to get it to move, and he actually got it to move. Now, whether that was from him jumping on it or that was just that's Mike throwing in a little flavor, or it was right. a coincidence, I don't know. But, I mean, that's where that can get kind of annoying. Um, I think it was... He's just, kind of gotten away with that. For a long time, Jay was like always playing the character that just had to push the button that said, don't push the button. That's, yeah. that's, that's well, just the way Jay is and then, sometimes. Then you take it a step further why adventure with a guy like that cap him you know i mean <laughs> if you're in a group of guys trying to save the world but you've got this one guy over in the back who's trying to bring it about why would he stay alive and is and ov- overtly trying to do it rather right than, exactly you know, if, if you're sneaky about it and you're like i want to end the world because um i have this terminal disease and you know i'm going to end up giving it to everyone i love or you're a mole for some cult I, or ig- something ignoring right. him is not good role playing but in, I, in a group like that yeah i, I understand your example i, I in jay defense like like mark says he's he's different now oh, yeah sure um and it i think it and just i like depends. jay i'm not i'm not trying it just to depends on, on the game that i mean well, no, in, our, in the fourth edition game that i ran let's stop talking about in terms of a specific it's it's an archetype it's that's yeah. an archetype of a type of gamer that i mean we've all seen there's sure, the sure. some people just choose to take it out in different ways like on their iphone some people <laughs> want to sabotage the group you get bored you do things you know yeah, that's just what happens just atten- atten- attention deficit yeah. um <laughs> you cannot say you do not pick up the iphone phone like a hundred times in a he just, session. He just sent me, I, I haven't we're touched it the whole game, time we've been we're talking here. about in-game. Oh, in-game, okay. I'll think about it right now. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll admit that. Because oh, sure. oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm the only one here with a smartphone. I'm the only one who does it. Yeah, we'll, we'll do something about it. I don't. How, whatever. Touch it if I 
don't the inattentive to. gamer will do a will do an episode on that. What um, <laughs> we're going to do? What the inattentive? <laughs> so anyway, but yes, that that is an, an archetype. You know that, like I was going to say in, in Jay's defense, though, when I ran my fourth edition game, he was very engaged. Yeah, and wasn't trying to derail anything. I think that he that. The character you're talking about, I think that was just his character concept. That's true. I was hoping you were going to bring up 4th edition campaign, because I think uh, that was a campaign where I did a lot of player versus player. I engaged everybody you... with my bigoted thief <laughs> right. by attacking everyone you know, based on the race of their characters. Right, you pigeonholed everybody. Into and like it a... got everyone <laughs> mad at me, and you know, we just treaded that thin line through the entire thing. Now, and it was I, fun. That, that was an aspect of that. It was yeah. Eric's homebrew. Where humans were yeah, it, in charge it, it was, and everybody it was else a, was a it was a Human-centric, the, the whole basis of that was in 2nd edition or 3rd edition, there was the God of Humans. I can't even remember his name, uh, but I kind of... Steve. Do you know Human. what I'm talking about, Mike? Yeah, Zerus. Yeah. Zerus. Zerus. I, I thought that was kind of an odd thing because humans already have gods, you know? So I thought, well, what if there was a god that was so human-centric that they put down all the other races, and that was the basis of that? To go back to what Mike was saying, though, that dynamic, that group dynamic was very unique, and the reason I liked liked it so much was because Mike was this bigoted person and it was it was a product of the campaign and he pulled it off great but he was also considered the the leader of the group and it was because all the NPCs assumed that Mike was the leader of the group because he was the human <laughs> and you know all, all, yep. you know you have very strange you know servants that's the the more strange your servants are the more status you had and he was walking around with all kinds of weird demi humans so everybody thought he was like like he well, must be in charge he was he was like like royal Royalty, or just at least some nobility walking around slumming it. Nobody I really. Re- I left him at, a dro- at the uh, drop of a hat. Right. Yes, I had to change characters because uh, Mike uh, died when he did the cops. Yep. yep. <laughs> I, I, I put one of your characters in jail. Yeah. Well, I, I missed a game, and Mike dies when he did the cops. <laughs> Going around the table, what do you? Um, would you like to see more player versus player intrigue? Do you think that spices up the game, or do you think it, it takes away from the game? As long as it's. Uh, a friendly rivalry type stuff. Yeah. And it only enhances if, the role play. If it turns out to, you know, two smelly douchebags. What? Out douching each other. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right. Where are you going with that one? <laughs> know where the sentence is going before you start it. If it's, if, it, if it's two guys working out a beef in play, then, you know, that's that's something else. You just go outside, have a smoke, come back and let the rest of us play. I know. I, I, I really enjoy it. Uh, I think player conflict, whatever you want to call it, in, in a kind of interaction those are the that's the flavor to me anymore right. i don't care about the mission yeah. my ideal campaign would be totally free form just a bunch of guys sit down here's your group do whatever what do you want to do you know yeah. just yeah. take where where our characters want to go that's where we go unfortunately if, there's that you need it's really a lot of people need for. structure because otherwise yeah. Yeah, you need it's, it's hard that's, it, that's it how hard. jay ends up trying to start out the doom grinder and, and i'm all right with player versus player interaction as long as it doesn't get out of hand i mean right. I, I think that is the fastest way to derail a, derail a campaign sure. and end a campaign right. is that or you, you, you end up taking sides it's not just gonna be one guy versus one guy right it's gonna be one guy versus everybody else or one guy and his pals versus the other guy and his pals right you almost and separate then, into camps right yeah. and then it, then it's over i think it's lord of the flies and right which I, is and natural. i think that as I'll, hey i got the conch shut up as we've matured i think we've become able to accept that i think that we've matured as not only just as as men but as as players and, and gamers to understand that for the good of a story, if you made a guy, if we, if, there, if our roles were reversed, you, Jason and I's roles were reversed in the game that we're 
playing, and I was the you know the savage. There goes giving the savage, the red man. But you know, or the, you know, I, just, I don't even get that. I don't even get to be the red man. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're, they're trying to pigeonhole me in a completely different direction. And and you were the haughty noble, and I would be exactly the way you are. You know, be you know resentful, but then it's like okay, but he's really you know I understand. I'll tag along with him because that's just what I do. You know, or the because I got nothing better to do. Or, Ride the you coattail. Know, you know. Well, the, well, yeah. I have ideas for what my character's trying to do, and I have reasons for not killing you in your sleep. <laughs> <laughs> he makes me rich. That's why uh, I go with whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah, right yeah. now, everything's good. So, <laughs> it's all good. I got money in my pocket. So. And, and we haven't been stranded on a deserted island, because I'm pretty sure that the first guy we're going to eat would be Eric's guy. <laughs> I'm all skin and bones, <laughs> am I right? Skin yes. and bones. I don't know, Mark's Which is why we would eat you first, so no, you wouldn't get all cook. scrawny and, good point. and die first. Good what? Point. Eat you while you're nice and somewhat plump. Gotcha. Player versus player intrigue, it, it, it can make or break the game. It depends on what people's motivations are, but at the same time, you've got to have something going on. Otherwise, you just, you know, you enter the room, you disable the traps, you kill the orcs, you search the room, you enter the room. It's a very you, sterile yeah. environment. Uh, Sean? I'm all for it. I think it's, uh, as long as it don't hinder the party or hurt the game in any way, I think it's a good thing. Personally, I think I, I enjoy it as a game master. I, I really enjoy it because I think, like Dan says, that's the spice. That's the what kind of brings everything together. Even uh, a little bit of, you know, even conflict, any kind of an emotion, then you're doing the right thing. And if you can, it, because I don't want things like a sterile game where you're going from point A to point B to point C. Yeah. Um, player, I, I like it too. I can cite a couple of examples for, you know, where, where it has completely derailed the game. Our Ebron campaign, it completely derailed the game. Oh, yeah, the rivalry between uh, my character and John's character got to the point where uh, we were requisitioning uh, material to completely obliterate each other. Right, and once you get that <laughs> that superpower mentality where, you know, eventually it's going to come to a head, uh, it uh, it just started to snowball where it was like, this is not even really controllable anymore right. as a group, and the group just kind of spun apart. So Epic I think, campaign. Huh? Epic campaign. Epic campaign could also be considered that. Oh, my that. God, yeah. I don't know like how we 30th did bring, level plus. How did we not bring that up? Eric totally screwed everybody. I don't, know. I don't, I don't think I, I screwed everybody first, I, though. I don't think we've ever talked about this episode. Shut up, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, once once the the higher the characters get, the bigger the egos get. I can think of an example where we had a player versus player uh, combat, and it actually turned out to be a good thing. Okay. The first time I played Ajax, my, my troll uh, uh, adept, and I walked in the room. Apparently, Lucky was playing. Uh, <laughs> he was also playing a, an, an adept, adept right. and he was all you know bragging about how what a right, badass right, he was, right. and he was getting in. Right. His character was getting in my character's face, and I just one punch, laid him out, knocked him out cold. And when he woke up, he said, what happened? And he <laughs> said, he fell down the steps, and there was no steps at the place <laughs> we were at. <laughs> so, <laughs> So, and, and he was he was cool after that. I mean, he, he kind of backed off a little bit. He wasn't quite so cocky, and you know, he knew he wasn't the, the hey, some, baddest. Sometimes dude on you got to pop and, somebody in the mouth, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that worked out okay. All right, I think that'll pretty much do it. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Follow us on Twitter. We are at Gamers Table, and like us on Facebook. You have been listening to Gamers Table, brought to you by Side Tangent Productions. Visit us at www.gamerstable.com. Products and intellectual properties discussed during this podcast are the properties of their respective owners. This production is for entertainment purposes only. Any commercial broadcast is prohibited without the express consent from Side Tangent Productions.